Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Welcome to the 2X Podcast. Here's your host, Bill Kasky. Hey, 2Xers, this is Bill Kasky back at the 2X Podcast. Really glad you're with me today. If this is your first venture into the 2X Podcast, you need to know what this is. Each week, I come to you with some deeper thoughts on sales, on achievement, on leadership, on a variety of things that I think face each and every one of us every day. And so if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you go to iTunes and subscribe. We don't have an app just yet. You can also go to BillKasky.com. On BillKasky.com, there are three free giveaways. One is for sales professionals, one is for sales leaders, and one is for CEOs. So you decide which one you are or want to be. And there are three freebies on that page that I'd be glad to send to you that takes some of the things that we're talking about and takes them a little bit deeper. Also, if you're a sales leader, we have a webinar coming up soon. We run these periodically. It's called Rise of the World Class Sales Leader. It's got some statistics in it that I think you'll find interesting. If you've not seen that webinar before, go to BillKasky.com. At the very top of the page, there is a link to the sign-up page, and we'd love to have you on the webinar on the masterclass where we talk about some things that are going to turn you into a world-class sales leader, which I know you want to be. On with this show. We're at the point in the year where we start thinking about next year, next fiscal year, next calendar year, and we start to set goals and we start to imagine for ourselves what the world could look like in the next year. I know we're a few months away, but the point is that this is a good time to start that process. And I find that typically and traditionally that process is fraught with peril. And the reason I know that is that the universal stat that comes out from a lot of different sources is that right about 50% of us are not achieving our quota. If you're in frontline sales, professional sales, the number is half of people achieve their quota, half do not. Now, if you're in the half who are not achieving your quota this year or your goals, it doesn't have to be quota. If you're a business owner and you've got goals and you're not where you need to be, Recognize that this is not a judgment, I don't think, on any of us. Sometimes goals and quotas are set too high. Sometimes they're not set high enough. Sometimes uh, something drops into your lap in the last month that helps you hit the goal. Sometimes something you counted on early in the year doesn't happen, and so you end up spending the next 11 months scurrying around trying to make it up. This is more to me about the process of goal attainment and goal achievement. I think typically what we've done is we've said, okay, you're, you did a million dollars last year. Uh, I want you to do 1.3 this year. Uh, and we start to set our action plans based on that. 
but I'm not sure that's the best way to do it. I know that's the way we all do it. It's the way we've been taught to do it. It's the way our managers tell us how to do it. We say, you know, if you need to pick up an extra $400,000 worth of business, how many calls you're going to make, how many meetings do you have, how many proposals do you need to send out? And yet, I'm not sure that's that's resourceful. I'm not sure that's where to begin. So I want to talk to you a little bit today about a starting point for goals. And I, I, I got to be honest with you, I, I go back and forth on this one. I, I love the concept that I'm going to talk to you about. I've worked it for a little bit. I'm not excellent or perfect at it, but it has really opened my eyes to some things that get in my way when I set goals. So let's start off with the premise that Uh, There's a simple model. It's the T-A-R model. How you think, that's the T, or should it be T-H, how you think determines how you act, and how you act determines your results. So if you want to modify your results, you want to have different results, 5% different, 50% different, 10x% different, you've got to change your actions. The problem is that if you want a 30% higher result, it's unlikely you have 30% more hours to work. So my belief is that action only goes so far in taking you to the next level of, of goal attainment. So we go back one more step and say, well, how am I thinking? How am I thinking about myself? How am I thinking about my value? How am I thinking about the strategy that I employ to generate new clients? How am I thinking about my skills as I execute that strategy? So I think that's really important. As you know from this podcast and other work that I do, I've always said how you think determines how you achieve, and the action is in the middle there. But if you look at how we think, it's almost impossible for us to change how we think until we first know how we think. That's why I love it when leaders, I I do some groups for sales leaders, and I'm always forever or always asking them when your people come to you with a situation that, that looks difficult, ask them, how are you thinking about this? What are your thoughts as you start this? I would rather want to know their thoughts before I start to recommend action. Because if the thinking is not proper and not correct and not uh, modern and not strong, then the actions are going to be similar. And nowhere can this be more important than the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves. And so what I want to do today is approach this thinking segment of the journey with what stories are you telling yourself? And I've got a a formula here that I want to run past you and see what you think of it. And this is for, who is this for? That's always the question. Well, you know, it's easy to say it's for anybody, but I'm especially talking here to the people who have set goals in the past and they haven't been reached. Or or where there's there's something that you feel like you've got one foot on the accelerator and one foot on the brake. And welcome to the, the accelerator brake club. I'm in, in fact, I might be the president of it. I don't know. But I fully understand what that feels like. And I guess maybe this podcast is as much for myself as for others. But I do work with enough people to know this is a, an issue far and wide across the, across the ranks of sales and leadership. So this episode is going, going to be about how do you decide what stories you're telling yourself? There's two elements to this. One is I want you to look at your recent past. 
And by that, I mean, let's just say the last six months to a year. Look at, look at your income. Look at the income velocity. Uh, now, for that, you might want to look back a couple of years. But what has your income done? Has it gone up? Has it gone down? Has it stagnated? I like the saying, what you earn tomorrow is directly correlated with how you think today. So if you are looking at what your income is today, you have to look back six months to a year and say, how was I thinking? What state of mind was I in when I set these goals or when I went about trying to accomplish these goals? So what is your income velocity? That's one thing to look at. Second thing to look at is, have you set goals that have either been A, too easy or B, too difficult? Have you set goals in the, in the last year or two years that you, you keep running up against this, geez, I had this big appetite for this massive goal, but it's just not happening? Or do you have a history of setting goals that are just really easy to make, easy to achieve? You sandbag a little bit. Guiltiest charge. I know I do that. Another thing to look at is who you're calling on in your business or the type of client you're pursuing. Are you always pursuing clients that are too small for you? Uh, or maybe you're pursuing clients that are just too big and you can't close them and you get frustrated. Just look at the client pursuit profile. Who are you going after? And that will probably start to tell you something about the story you tell yourself about where you deserve to be, where you deserve to call, uh, we're going to be doing a special episode here in a couple of weeks. I'm going to have a lady on who's a uh, therapist who works with high-achieving individuals, and she'll talk a little bit about this whole, do I deserve to achieve, and where do I deserve to call inside organizations? So those two or three things might give you some clue as to what your story is, what your income velocity is, what kind of goal-setting and achievement history you've had, and who you call on and the type of client you pursue. Those are recent past observations. The second thing I want you to look at is resistance. Where do you experience resistance? Here's one, one thing that I see people do. They have an idea. You see this a lot in uh, retreat meetings where there's a lot of ideas that go get put up on the on the chalkboard or on the wall or on the on the easel page and we move them around and we prioritize them and then what happens nothing nothing ever happens with those ideas it feels good it gets people's blood flowing and the everybody breaks up into groups and you go put your ideas on the on the paper i just had this happen at one of my clients i was not running the meeting i was a guest in it and it's great and there's good ideas. And I think anytime, if you're a leader, anytime you can ask your team for what can make their job easier, what would they like to see out of the company, those are all awesome things. But what happens to those ideas? I think the same thing happens when we have an idea. We say, you know what I should do? I should do a LinkedIn article every week on the misconceptions of what buyers go through when they get ready to buy my product. And I should do that and then link that to people who are prospects for me. So every time I have a prospect, maybe I go out and see on the first meeting and I get a little info, then I can link them to one of my articles that speaks directly to them or speaks close to what they're going through. And we say, yeah, that's a great idea. If I, if I could just do 12 of those things. And then within 48 hours, we talk ourselves out of that. Well, LinkedIn's not all that important to me. I'm not a very good writer 
you know, I, I don't know that I could find somebody to take my words and, and make and, and turn it into a quality article. Who am I? Who am I to really be the person that writes an article on this? I've only been in the business uh, 17 and a half years. How in the hell would I know what I'm doing? And we talk ourselves into and out of things. That's an example of resistance. It's not from the outside. It's from the inside. Second thing is procrastination. This is a form of resistance, too. Uh, I just put things off. I've got to make the difficult call to one of my clients, and I've got to call them for a price increase or some kind of issue with the delivery. I've got to do something that I deem a little difficult. And so I put it off, and I procrastinate, and I put it off a little longer. And I say, well, you know, it's Wednesday. I just need to call them by Friday. And so I wait until noon on Friday, and I say, you know what? I don't want to ruin their weekend or mine. I think I'll just call them on Monday. That's resistance. That's internal resistance. That should tell us a lot about our story. The story might be that we don't like conflict. We run and avoid and hide from conflict. It could tell us that we don't enjoy difficult conversations with people. Maybe earlier in our lives we had situations where we had to have those. They didn't go well, and so now we rush away from them. But I want you to think about when you resist, when you resist action. Again, the idea surge where you're, you're hit with a flood of an idea or ideas, and then they go nowhere. So from that information or from that reflection, that's going to tell you a lot about your story. So, for example, if your story, if your income story is one of status quo, you know what, I've made a hundred and $10,000, give or take 3% for every year in the last five years, that tells me a lot about your income story. It probably tells me, and by the way, I'm not insinuating that I don't have these things. I know I said it earlier, but I don't want to be the guy that's up here preaching to you who lives a perfect life. I don't. I'm always, always working on these. And I'll tell you why. Because for me to get from where I am to 3x or 5x or 10x, this is all that stands in the way. Technology doesn't stand in the way. Platform doesn't stand in the way. My value doesn't stand in the way. It's me that stands in the way. And from all the coaching that I've done over the last 30 years, leaders, CEOs, salespeople, it's always us. It's always our mindset or our stories that get in the way because stories form beliefs. So if you are, let's just say that you are reluctant to go call on a CEO, you always find yourself in front of a purchasing person or somebody low in the organization, doesn't have to be CEO you're not in front of, but I'm just using that in a small to mid-sized company, you've got to get to the CEO, especially if you're selling a complex solution that is going to help them grow their business, the CEO has to have some way in on it. You don't have to get their sign off necessarily, but you need to have their perspective. If you have that issue... It's probably a deserving issue. You just don't believe, and I just don't believe, that I belong in front of that person. Either because I don't believe I bring him or her value, because I'm uncomfortable in that place, I'm more comfortable calling on a lower-ranked person. Uh, maybe I was taught early that don't ever bother busy people, they're, they're much too busy for you. Maybe I was taught that my message is more suited for the lower level people, it's not suited for the higher level people, which is hogwash. Hogwash, there's a... I always come up with a word, it seems like, on this podcast that I've never used before, or not in the last 25 years, and that's this one, hogwash. That's just not true. 
Now, you may have to tweak your message. You may have to dive deeper into it and ask yourself, well, what part of my message and value really does impact the CEO? Does it help him or her have a clearer vision? Does it help them transform their people? Does it help them generate more revenue, create more profit, save more money, improve the stockholder value or stakeholder value? You have to ask yourself the questions. But those two things, resistance, I'm sorry, the recent past and then resistance, you will start to formulate your story. Here's mine. As I did this exercise for me here a few months ago, here's what I came up with for me. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not proud of these, but as I say, I don't really care what they are. What I am most concerned with is are we willing, do we have the courage to assess our own stories and beliefs, and then do we have the courage to do something about them? Because these are fixable. All these are fixable. And we'll get into that in, in another episode. Mine are, number one, go along to get along. I've always been a guy who has never wanted to rock the boat. I'm, I'm not flamboyant. I'm not super aggressive. I'm, I'm not one of these, that the tall poppy who stands up and commands attention from the crowd. I, I, I would prefer to sit back and listen to everybody and kind of the dialogue and then offer opinions. I'm not first to raise my hand in a group. Number two, okay is okay. So if I, if I make my goal, if I set a goal of whatever, X, and I make X, I do X, but I hypothetically probably could have made X by September and I had three more months, but I came off the pedal, it's because my story is, you know what? If you hit your goal, you're doing okay. No reason to do any more. And so that's a, a little bit of an ambition thing. And I've got to deal with that. I've got some ways I deal with that for myself. But okay is okay. And that's not to say that setting your goal and making it is not something to celebrate. It, that's not it at all. The question is, is, am I just getting by with that? Did I turn the motor off when I got to the goal or when I saw that I was going to get to the goal? I see that a lot. Uh, some people, I've got some people who have made their goal in June, July, and August. I always say, yep, it's going to be easy to turn the engine off and coast. The problem is when you start it up again in November, it takes a while to get it started. So better to continue on. Say, you know what? I don't need the business for this year, but I'm building for next year already. And I've got a couple clients who do that. And they've, they've experienced a lot more serenity and peace of mind over the holidays because they worked on next year in October and November and December. And the third thing is, this might surprise you since I have a couple of podcasts and I do some work on LinkedIn and I write a little bit, is who would want to listen to me? That's one of my movies. That's one of my stories that I tell myself. I don't know where that came from, but I fight that a lot. I fight that. I fought that and even starting this podcast a year plus ago is, well, who, who would want to listen to what I have to say? to my insight and some of my expertise and some of my quote unquote wisdom that may or may not be wisdom. Who am I, who am I to deliver this message? If I always think that way, if you always think that way, if you have something to say, but you don't say it, it's probably because you have, your story is who am I? I see this all the time when I ask people to write articles for their LinkedIn page, because I think that's a great way to promote yourself, to promote your knowledge, to position yourself, but it takes some work. And I see a lot of times people start and they don't finish. They don't finish because there's the little voice way back in their head that says, who's going to read this? 
So I want you to think about that. Think about the story you tell yourself about yourself. Take a look at those two items and you can you can even use one of mine. Maybe those are familiar to you. Maybe they're not. Whatever. We all have stories. We all have stories that propel us and we all have stories that hold us back. And we want to start to tell ourselves more stories of what what propels us to a new level of achievement and happiness and serenity and soulfulness and all that and delete some of those stories that get in our way and that restrict us. Once again, you can go to BillKasky.com to sign up for the Rise of the World Class Sales Leader webinar. If you have a sales leader in your organization and they don't listen, by all means, send them the link to that page. The better they are as leaders, the better you will perform if you work for people. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. You've been listening to the 2X Podcast. If you'd like to contact Bill, email him at bill at billkasky.com or follow him on Twitter at Bill Kasky.